Takes a tackler into the end zone. He catches it in stride and scores. This is This Week in the Mountain West. He walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Mountain West Conference champions. Hi, this is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West, and you are listening to This Week in the Mountain West. On the Mountain West Radio Network. All right, welcome into the Week 4 edition of This Week in the Mountain West. I'm your host, Nate Crackman. Another strong week in the conference saw the Mountain West rack up two more wins over the Pac-12, including San Diego State's triple overtime win against Utah in Carson and Fresno State's dramatic 40-37 win on the road at number 13 UCLA. For the year, Mountain West teams are 5-5 five and five against opponents from the Pac-12, with the Aztecs leading the way with two of those wins. In fact, San Diego State, the only group of five team with multiple victories over Power 5 opponents this season. In the latest rankings, Fresno State has broken into the top 25 in both the AP and the coaches polls, ranked at number 22 in the AP poll and number 25 in the coaches poll. In other poll-related news, San Diego State and Wyoming each receiving votes in the AP poll, while San Diego State, Nevada, and Utah State are all getting votes in that head-scratcher of a coaches poll. We're also off and running in conference play with Utah State and San Jose State, the first two teams at 1-0 in conference conference play thanks to road wins the Aggies atop the mountain division after a win at Air Force while the defending conference champion Spartans jump out in front of the West division race courtesy of a win at Hawaii coming up on this week's show we'll talk about those San Jose State Spartans with their head coach Brent Brennan last year's Mountain West coach of the year and one of our favorites on the show plus we'll check in with 22nd ranked Fresno State as the voice of the Bulldogs Paul Leffler jumps on the show it's the week four edition of This Week in the Mountain West and you have it here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Jay Norvell, head coach of the University of Nevada. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With unrivaled landscapes that provide a quality of life unlike any in the country, you'll find us immersed at the peak of nature's splendor through a gateway of opportunity which leads to academic and personal growth that is beyond compare. Our students learn at the peak of achievement. And as our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. In the Mountain West, sportsmanship meets winning with honor, but don't take our word for it. Sportsmanship is more than what goes on on the field. Good sportsmanship means being loud, but being courteous. Sportsmanship is enjoying the game and being respectful of other teams' fans. And that goes for all officials, coaches, players, and mascots. Sportsmanship is making your parents and your coaches proud. It takes all of us working together to make a good game great. Sportsmanship, that's what it's all about. The Mountain West, champions in life. This is Brady Hoke, head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Recapping week three around the Mountain West, San Diego State down early to Utah, and then the speed on the Aztecs special teams turns the entire game. Line drive on the far side. They're going to try to return this one. Here comes Jordan Bird. 10, 15, 20. He broke out. Turns the corner. 35, 40. Needs a block. Got a block. Jordan, you can't catch him. You can't catch him. He's gone. 
He's gone. 10, 5, touchdown, Aztecs. Ted Leitner on Extra 1360 in San Diego. Aztecs let Utah back in and then pull it out in triple overtime, 33-31. Biggest win of the week in the Mountain West, Fresno State on the road at number 13, UCLA. Jake Hayner driving the Bulldogs under 20 seconds to play from the Bruins' 13. Shotgun snap, blitz coming. Hayner for the corner. Caught, touchdown. touchdown, Fresno State. And with 14 seconds left in the Rose Bowl, the Bulldogs <laughs> once again have recaptured the lead. Paul Leffler from Learfield, 40-37, the final. Hanner, your Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, throwing for 455 yards and two touchdowns. Colorado State needing a win in the worst way on the road at Toledo, and special teams would give the Rams the lead for good in the third quarter. Spiraling kick, Panunzio backpedaling, has it at his own 30-yard line, circles out to the left, 35, broke a tackle, angles back to the right, 40, 45, 50, he broke another tackle, on his feet, Panunzio down the sideline, he's to the 20, he's to the 10, touchdown Colorado State! Brian Roth from Learfield CSU gets win number one by a score of 22 to six. Conference opener for the defending champ San Jose State and the Spartans withstand the tough elements to win at Hawaii. Starkle takes the snap, looks over to the left side, throws to the end zone. He's got Hamilton twisting around to make the catch on the pylon. He's in. Touchdown San Jose State. Justin Allegri from Learfield. Nick Starkle, a pair of touchdown passes. Spartans come out on top 17-13 over the Rainbow Warriors. Much more with San Jose State head coach Brent Brennan coming up in the next segment. Wild one at the academy with Utah State and Air Force trading leads in the second half of this Mountain Division opener, but the Aggies make the final big play to improve to 3-0. Hand off to Tyler, tries to bounce to the outside, to the 50, to the 45, 40, 30, here we go, 10, 5, touchdown, Utah State, and the Aggies have taken the lead over the Air Force Falcons. Scott Gerrard from Learfield, Utah State, a 49-45 road win. And finally from Week 3, Wyoming gets two pick sixes and rolls to a 45-12 win over Ball State in Laramie. Second down. Oh, it's picked off. This is intercepted. Running it back. It's going to go for a touchdown. Blanken Baker into the end zone. Touchdown, Cowboys. Dave Walsh from Learfield. We talk to Brent Brennan next after this from your local station. This is Craig Gold, head coach of the University of Wyoming. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Brent Brennan, head coach of the San Jose State Spartans. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. San Jose State, the defending Mountain West champions, they extended to a nine-game win streak in conference with last Saturday's 17-13 win at Hawaii. Now it's a road trip to Western Michigan this week. Joining us right now, the reigning Mountain West Coach of the Year, Brent Brennan. Coach, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on the win. Thank you. It was a good win for our team and uh, definitely a hard-fought battle, so we feel great about getting out of there with the win. Yeah, let's talk about that game. Close contest, howling wins, unfamiliar stadium. How did you feel like your team responded to some pretty adverse conditions on the road? I thought they were great. You know, I thought our defense was excellent, um, excellent on third down. Uh, you know, we kind of moved the ball enough when we had to, which was which was good. Um it was really a tricky conversation with the staff, like what we want to do with the win in the second half. We chose to take it in the fourth quarter 
which I think helped us a little bit. But um, it was a it was a exciting win for us. You know, we're playing for the Dick Tomey Legacy Trophy, which is a big deal for us. It's really personally big for me because um, he was my mentor and dear friend. So um, we're really glad that it, it turned out the way it did. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the way that that wind affected the passing game because if you looked at it at the end of the night, you were like, okay, both quarterbacks were below 50% completion rate. Starkle, 23 of 50, which is nowhere close to what he typically does in a game. <laughs> How did that impact your offense? Well, and part of it also, you know, just, you know, we had a handful of drops on the day, which was just uncharacteristic and really frustrating. Uh, for us, and I'm certain it was frustrating for anybody watching the game that was cheering for the Spartans. But um, you know, it was uh, whenever we were going towards our locker room, there was just kind of, it was just coming through that corner of the end zone, and it was blowing pretty hard, gusts of 25 miles an hour, and so it just made it hard. And and so some of those, you know, it was really hard when you're thrown into it, but when you had the wind with you, it pu- it would push the ball a little bit, and that and it moved a little bit, and so. You know, tracking some of those balls, I thought, you know, there was one play where Starkle threw a fade ball to somebody, and I thought it was a touchdown, and it just got blown four yards out of bounds. And I was like, okay, we need to rethink this and <laughs> try and get the run game going a little bit. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we, we did enough to win, and, and that felt good. Is there an added value? Look, like every win is good, obviously, and every conference win is good. But in your mind, is there an added value to conference road wins? I think so. I think so. First of all, because everyone in our conference can play. You know what I mean? So you're going on the road. You don't have the comfort at home. You don't have your normal routine. Um, you know, when you go to, you know, different, you know, go to Hawaii, you have heat and humidity. And this trip we had wind. You know, if you go to Utah State or Colorado State, you might have some snow or some cold or Nevada late in the year, right? So, um, you know, and, and you're out of your element. So, uh, you know, anytime I think you can get a conference win on the road, it's a big thing for your football team. Let's talk about your quarterback, Nick Starkle. You know, coach and quarterback relationships are very critical to success. Why do you think you connect so well to Nick Starkle? You know, we started off good when, when we first started talking about him coming out here. Um, you know, I was just really straight up with him and I continue to be to this day. Um, you know, when you when look back at the SC game, there was a couple things that he missed or was out of sorts. And, and so uh, he was just really honest about everything. And uh, I give him so much credit because, you know, he came into our team a year ago and immediately found his way into the fabric of the football team when he didn't have a normal offseason, right? We had six spring practices. He was here for, I don't know, seven weeks. And, and everybody went home for three months, right? So, um He's just a good guy. He's got a good. He's got a big smile, and you know, with all the attention he gets, he can he can really he can laugh at himself. He doesn't take himself too seriously, and I think people appreciate that. Speaking of quarterbacks, your backup Nick Nash is now a wide receiver. Two catches for eighteen yards against Hawaii. How did that happen? You know, I think um, Nick Nash is one of those guys that, in his time here, has just been a playmaker. And so, you know, our, our hope is that we can put him a bunch of places, you know. You might see him all over the field. And, uh, you know, anytime we can put the ball in his hands, uh, we feel like there's a chance for something good to happen. And so uh, to continue to help him grow and expand his role with our football team, uh, we were just trying to get him on the field. And uh, he did some good stuff. He had some of those drops, which he was frustrated with. But it's like the first time he's ever played, you know, <laughs> the position. I'm like, hey, just settle down. It's going to be okay. But he's hyper-competitive. And it's really, really important to him. He's exactly the kind of guy you want on the field. 
Your defense is allowing 19 points a game so far this year, which even that number's a little bit misleading. There have been some turnovers by the offense. What do you like about that side of the ball so far? They're playing really hard. Um, you know, I think the coaching staff, Derek Odom, and uh, you know that whole crew over there is doing a great job of getting them in the right place. And then I love how those those guys play. They play for each other. They play so hard. We have, you know, we're getting lots of population to the football. And, uh, you know, I think that gives us a chance to be consistent. And well, I'm loving it watching them play. And, and, and they're having fun playing. And I think that's what this is all about. Like, do you know what to do? Are you playing well? Are you having a good time? So you played at Hawaii last week. And now this Saturday you're at Western Michigan. I know there's a week separating the two games, Coach, but that's a difference of six time zones. How do you plan to keep your guys sort of properly oriented through all of this? I, you know, I think the the best we can, right? We're we're just trying to, um, you know, get them back here. You know, we got back here Sunday morning, probably nine in the morning, and gave them the day off and and let them kind of recharge. And then we started yesterday, you know, back with practice in our normal routine. And so, just trying to keep them in some kind of routine that's consistent. And the time, even though the time zones are changing, trying not to let the times change too much on them, um, or or kind of the structure. Don't want the structure to change for them. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it a lot, and they knew what was coming. And so, you know, when you get the schedule, you got to play it. However it's laid out, you got to play it. So, hey, we're going on the road again. We're going, you know, back to Michigan. Let's get ready to play. And so far, they've been really receptive to it. Coach, last thing. It's now your fifth season as the head coach at San Jose State. The first two years on the job, three total wins. You remember very well what that was like. Now you're conference champions, and you guys are as good a bet as anyone to be able to win it again here this year. How is life different around your football program? Well, shoot, I don't know about that, man. I'm watching Fresno State and Utah State and – Gosh, guys, Nevada, guys are playing good football out there. It's a heck of a conference. You know, I, I think sometimes it gets, you know, underrepresented in terms of how quality the, the level of play is. Um, I think this is anyone's thing this year. Um, and, and I'm hoping we can continue to play well and throw our hat in the ring to compete for it later in the season. But, you know, what happened last year is last year. And we're not even talking about that or thinking about that at all. All we're thinking about is getting ready for Western Michigan right now and, and hopefully to stay in the conference race as the season progresses. There you go. Spartans staying in the moment. They will be on the road at Western Michigan coming up this week. Brent Brennan, his team is 2-1 and one here in the early season. Coach, congratulations on the win at Hawaii. Best of luck this week. Thank you. It's always good talking with you. Appreciate the time. Up next, we check in with 22nd-ranked Fresno State as the voice of the Bulldogs, Paul Leffler, joins the show here on the Mountain West Radio Network. This is Coach Todd Graham, head coach of the Rainbow Warriors. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. With 12 institutions nestled in the nation's most desirable destinations, you'll see us enjoying life at the peak of celebration. As you witness us not only win, but win the right way, you'll find us competing at the peak of integrity. As our more than 5,000 student-athletes take the field of play with unequaled passion, you'll find us performing at the peak of competition. The Mountain West is at the peak. This is Troy Calhoun, head coach of the Air Force Academy. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. 
The Fresno State Bulldogs off to a 3-1 start after Saturday's thrilling 40-37 win over UCLA at the Rose Bowl. Coming up this week, it's the open of conference play for the Bulldogs Friday night against UNLV. Joining us right now, the longtime voice of your Fresno State Bulldogs, Paul Leffler, joins us here on the show. Paul, welcome back to the program. How are you? Fantastic, Nate. It's, it's one of those weeks where it's fun to be in the San Joaquin Valley. The mayor of the city of Fresno showed up at Fresno State practice and said it's Fresno State Bulldog and quarterback Jake Hayner week, not just a day, but week in the city of Fresno. I mean, that's how much this has made an impression on the community. And I think a lot of people are just excited to see what's next after that thrilling win at UCLA. It's interesting you say the mayor showed up because I assume that Jake Hayner is the mayor of Fresno right now. Uh, Paul, this is this is the land of David and Derek Carr. Where is the Jake Hayner hype train at right now in the Valley? Well, it's not just in the Valley. I think that's the stunning thing is just how much his performance captivated the college football world. I understand there's already a T-shirt with a, an artist's rendering of his pose on the field where he's sitting down with his hands pointed heavenward uh i mean it's just jake hayner everywhere he, he may be the king of fresno since he's not the mayor but how's he going to handle that is my question because he's already got more interview requests than he can possibly squeeze into this week especially with a short week at a game friday night and how will the team handle this now that they've beaten ucla they're in the rankings and they're playing a winless unlv team on friday night this i think is going to be one of the more interesting games of the year to see just how they respond to where they are Jake Hayner has not only been the best quarterback in the Mountain West, like you talked about, he's been one of the best in the country. His name is popping up on Heisman lists. Where did he come from, and why is he thriving so much playing for Kalen DeBoer? Well, you know, it's an interesting story where he came from. I grew up here in the San Joaquin Valley, and his mother was one of the local TV news anchors, actually at the station where I started my career. And I I used to watch her. I remember when she took leave to have a baby, and that was Jake. He was born here in Fresno. Then she got a job in the Bay Area. His parents actually met at Bulldog Stadium during the Fresno State football game. His father had been at one of the local high schools right behind Kevin Sweeney, one of the all-time great quarterbacks here, and was the next quarterback up there at Bullard High. All these little connections interwoven in his story. But he played in the East Bay, grew up in Danville, had a great high school career, heavily recruited, went to the University of Washington. And when Eason transferred from Georgia to Washington, there was a heavy quarterback battle. Eason was given the job, and Jake said, hey, you know, I know that guy, Jeff Tedford. I've known him since he was 12, since, you know, Jake was 12. Jeff was still the coach here, and Jake transferred here. And last year was his first chance to see the field. It was that crazy COVID year. We saw flashes of it, you know, almost a 500-yard game at Utah State. But we also saw him running for his life a lot because the offensive line was, was not that great, especially given the lack of practice that team had. Fresno State last year had less practice time than any other team in the country. And so I think a lot of people had high expectations coming into this year but didn't really know. And the message that he sent in the first four games I think speaks loud and clear. And in case they missed the message, Jake came on on the field with our sideline reporter at the end of that game on Saturday night. And the first words out of his mouth, I'm not kidding, were, 
I'm Jake Hayner. Allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> and that performance introduced himself to a whole lot of people who now know exactly who he is. Yeah, and his Bulldogs are now the 22nd ranked team in the country. All right, Paul, take me through the end of that UCLA game on Saturday. Four lead changes over the final seven and a half minutes. Two lead changes in the final minute. Hayner to Jalen Cropper for the game winner. 14 seconds left. That had the feel of a remember-where-you-were kind of game for Fresno State and their fans. Without question, because everybody's seen those games where it doesn't end that way. I mean, when you lead wire-to-wire wire until the fourth quarter, you surrender a lead. A lot of times, that's it for many teams. If they aren't that tight, if they don't have that determination, if they don't have that true belief, as the offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb called it this week, they aren't able to overcome that. And Fresno State did it twice in the fourth quarter. They fell behind for the first time all day, grabbed the lead right back, and then after they fell behind again, they get the ball with a minute and 14 seconds left. Or pardon me, 54 seconds left in this case. That was the last of the previous game. 54 seconds left, and they leave 14 seconds on the clock by the time they score. And it wasn't just Jay Kaner. I think what he did stands out so much more because you could tell he was in pain. Uh, he'd been hit on both hips. The hip injury went back to the Oregon game, so he knew it going in, and you could just see him grimacing and gutting it out. But you see those receivers get open every play, and the plays Cropper made to get out of bounds and save them a timeout were just incredible. And then that last touchdown, it was you, you almost expected it by then because you could see how much the team believed. I don't know if the Bruins really believed Fresno State could do that to them, but when you see something like that, it, it does. It wows you because you don't get to see it every day. And then you start to think, okay, if that team, if that quarterback, if those players can do that, what else are they going to do this year? And I think there's just a whole world of possibilities now that has opened up for Fresno State. So let's talk about how they got to this point, because against Oregon, the Bulldogs had a lead for a good chunk of the fourth quarter, and they matched up physically with the Ducks. That team is now the third-ranked team in the country. Yes, it was ultimately a loss, Paul, but what did that performance do for the collective psyche of the team in the program? I think it did a couple things, Nate. I think it showed them, A, they can compete with anybody. And it told them, B, you've got to take care of the ball. And it's more about what you're doing than who that opponent is. Because they had a three-point lead and the ball in the fourth quarter and were driving. And, you know, Hayner's running for a first down, and he fumbled the football. And that's why they lost that game. I mean, that was really a deciding moment there. But throughout, they had outplayed Oregon in so many facets. And Hayner was clearly the best quarterback on the field. And I think he'll be the best quarterback on the field every game Fresno State plays this year if he can stay healthy. So they, they learned that they're good enough. And then they learned they're also vulnerable enough to lose if they don't take care of business. And that what was, what was so impressive about the UCLA win is they had some of those same issues and they overcame them. They did create and commit those turnovers you just can't have happen in those situations. But they were able to overcome it when they got the ball back, and it was that resilience. I mean, emotionally, when you go through that kind of situation, some teams will say, oh, this is where we were two weeks ago at Oregon, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and the same thing happens. This team said, okay, we remember what that felt like. We're not going to let that happen again. And you could see the willpower all over Jake Hayner's grimacing face for that final draft. Well, here on This Week in the Mountain West, it's Paul Leffler Week. He is the longtime voice of those Fresno State Bulldogs for Learfield Sports. Paul, uh, excellent work. Great job on calling that UCLA game-winning drive. Have a good one on Friday night. 
All right, man. There's a lot of great Mountain West games to come this year, so uh, stay tuned. We'll preview all the Week 4 action next after these words from your local station. This is Danny Gonzalez, head coach of the University of Mexico Lobos. We'll be back with more of This Week in the Mountain West right after this timeout. This is Andy Avalos, head coach of the Boise State Broncos. Welcome back to This Week in the Mountain West. Week four in the Mountain West gets going Friday night. It's a West Division showdown with UNLV heading to Bulldog Stadium to take on number 22 Fresno State at 7 p.m. Pacific time on CBS Sports Network. Conference opener for both teams. Instability at quarterback has plagued 0-3 UNLV. Marcus Arroyo has already used four quarterbacks this season. Eight games Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Mountain time with a big-time Mountain Division clash. Boise State at Utah State on CBS. The the Aggies off to a 3-0 start for the first time since 1978. Brent Brennan and San Jose State on the road at Western Michigan at 11 a.m. Pacific time. You'll stream that game on ESPN+. 12.30 Pacific at San Diego State looking to get to 4-0, hosting Towson of the Colonial Athletic Association. That game streaming on Stadium. Steve Adazio and the Colorado State Rams fresh off win number one last week. CSU now with a major upset opportunity opportunity at fifth ranked Iowa at 1:30 Mountain Time on FS1. Wyoming has a chance to get to 4 and 0 for the first time since 1996 with a road date at Yukon on CBS Sports Network at 1:30 Mountain Time Saturday afternoon. The Cowboys now third in the Mountain West in scoring offense at 38 points a game. Hawaii trying to right the ship on the road at New Mexico State at 6 p.m. Mountain. That's 2 p.m. in Hawaii. This is the front end of a rare in-season home-and-home series between the Rainbow Warriors and the Aggies. They'll play again October 23rd at Hawaii. You can stream that game on Flow Football. Air Force faces Florida Atlantic at 6 p.m. Mountain on FS2. And the late game, New Mexico at UTEP at 7 p.m. Mountain in a game you can stream on ESPN+. The old rivals meeting on the gridiron for the first time in seven years and that will do it for the week four edition of this week in the mountain west if you missed any of the show you can listen on soundcloud on the mountain west radio network page on the mw.com follow the mountain west on twitter at mountain west and instagram at mountain west conference and like the mountain west conference on facebook i'm nate Kreckman. a great week four is ahead enjoy the games this weekend this is Craig Thompson, Commissioner of the Mountain West. We'll talk to you next week right here on This Week in the Mountain West.